what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Hey, I'm Amy Chang, and I'm a nationally board-certified health and wellness coach, and this is Healthy AF. Here, we're going to bring to you all things health. You'll hear stories of people who have transformed their health and in the meantime, transformed their lives. We'll answer those burning questions about the newest health strategies, and we'll tackle some common roadblocks that my clients bring to me all the time. Lastly, we're going to talk to some practitioners who will bring to you different modalities that they're passionate about and how you could benefit from using those. So buckle in. We're going to be inspired, instructed, and have a little fun with Healthy AF. Hey there, everybody. I am thrilled to death to be here with another uh, podcast episode of Healthy AF. Today, I'm sitting down with Molly Sellers. She is a new friend here in Wilmington, North Carolina. She is a nutritional therapist practitioner. So if you're like me, I had to look that up and um, actually was blown away with what that was. So I'm excited to have her share with you guys about what that is and how you might utilize a nutritional therapist practitioner. And I'm also super stoked to share with you the kinds of people that Molly works with and the kinds of results that she helps them achieve and why she's so flipping fantastic and lit up and passionate about doing her job. So welcome, Molly. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And this is my first ever podcast. I'm super excited. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we got a newbie. I love it. Well, good. We're just going to have a conversation and shoot the shit as usual and let everybody else pick up what they like and leave the rest. All right. I'm ready. Um, If you don't mind, I would love to start with the question, tell me your story and how you became a nutritional therapist practitioner. Yeah. So I thought I was healthy for years and years. I looked healthy. If you looked at pictures of me, I felt healthy. I was a big runner. So anything I ate, I thought I could just burn off by running. I had a whole system down. I was very controlled with what I was doing. I thought it was picture perfect healthy. And then I had a health scare in 2013 and it knocked me on my butt um, and basically turned my whole world upside down and showed me that I was not as healthy as I thought I was. And through that, um, I was working with conventional doctors and getting a lot of band-aid fixes for what I was dealing with. And no one could tell me where any of this originated from, how it started. I just kept getting told, you're fine, you know, do this, this, and this, everything that they told everybody else. And that just didn't cut it for me. Um, I didn't like those answers. I knew there had to be something else going on. So I went on my own personal mission to find what was really, truly going on with me, what the root cause was of my health issues. And It cost a lot of money. It took a lot of time, a lot of my own research and reaching out to people, just trying to find answers. Um, And I finally, after years and years, finally compiled all the evidence I needed to become healthy. But for the first six months on that journey, it was just me. And I completely 
like I said, did a 360 in my health and really was just trying some pretty rogue things. Um, when I came out of that experience, I felt really empowered and I knew that I myself, with the help of a couple other specialists, had taken back my own health. And that's really empowering as a female. And I wanted to be able to share that experience with other women and let them know that whatever you're dealing with health-wise, you have those answers within you. You just need to know how to tune in and listen to them. And I became so impassioned by that, that I wanted to help other women. And I thought, how do I do this? What, other than me just saying, I've been through this, I can do it. How can I legitimately help other people? And so that took me on the path to becoming a nutritional therapist practitioner and finding a program that fit the mission and the values of what I was looking for. And fast forward to now, I'm a nutritional therapist practitioner. I help women with their health issues and I help them become more empowered in their health and I help them to feel better and look inside for the answers and get to the root cause. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a wrap. (laughs) No, it is a lot. But I'm going to give back to you, if if it's all right with you, Sure. I'm going to give back to you what you gave me. And then I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. I'm going to nutshell this for you. Okay. So 10 years ago, you hit a bump in your road that was significant enough Mm -hmm. that you went through the traditional medical um, practice practices and got the traditional medical treatments and they were not cutting it for you and you were frustrated and you were all by yourself and you went to doing what everybody does. I need to dig in and find some real answers. And once you spent the time and the money and the energy and all of that good stuff on your health, and you found some of those answers, you, um, what is it Brene Brown always says? She always says, like, research or heal thyself. You know, <laughs> pretty much you it. did what yeah. we do. Yeah. Yeah. You were like, wow, this sucks to be me and I want to make me better. And now that I've done mm-hmm. that, I want to learn more so I can help other people be better. You, um, did, did I, did I nutshell that? That was perfect. (laughs) Okay. You know, what is funny is that a lot of, uh, health coaches, yeah, that's their story. Mm -hmm. That really is their story. I found, um, in my, um, in, in my circles of health coaches, I'm almost an, an anomaly because I haven't had a health scare. I've just been like, well, I've always been a nurse. I've always been a CrossFit trainer. I love to move around. I've always valued health. And this was the next path for me to do it. And you threw in the empowerment. And I was like, ooh, that's all me. Um, But yeah, it is a very common thing that people go through a health scare. And on the other side, they're like, wow, I got something to give now. Yeah. So I, I always love these stories. What I wanted to know, if you're willing to share. Sure. Is um, you said, I, I had to try some rogue things. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, I think I, this is the part where um, it, you can get really discouraged in your own health. If your health is not going well, you don't know why you're going through some practitioner, whoever they are, whatever they're doing that just doesn't seem to fit and flow mm-hmm. and feel right. And then you have to go through the process of, I'm going to try this. Oh, wow. That, that was horrible. I'm going to try that. Okay, that worked a little bit. I'm going to try that, you know, and so it's typically someone's health journey is not just, oh, yeah, I started doing this and it was 
sunshine and roses and unicorns and everything turned out great first out of the gate. So I want to hear about some of the rogue mishaps. I got to think back because there was a lot. Um, Well, thankfully, I was not, no offense to Wilmington, but it's a smaller town and I was living right outside of Denver, Colorado at the time. So I had a little more resources, I guess you could say, because I was in a bigger city. Um, And there was just some more progressive forward thinking options there than let's say if I was living here at the time. Uh, no offense to anybody. <laughs> I just had more no, options. No. Uh, different, so, different regions or different yeah, medical. Different regions, different times. So I, um, wow, I'm really trying to think back to like the first place I went. Uh, one of the first places I went was I consulted a homeopathic practitioner. Um, I grew up in a really kind of progressive uh, household where homeopathics was really uh, – a common thing as I grew up. Don't know if you know what that is, but um, so I kind of had an understanding of what that was. So I reached out to a homeopathic practitioner to say, what the heck's going on with me? Can you help me out? So she and I kind of started working together. So that was really kind of out there. If you're not familiar with that type of work, I also reached out to a well, how did uh, it wait, wait, stop sign? How, okay. how did, the, how did it turn out? Uh, incredibly like I get well. it that you tiptoe incredibly into well, the incredibly well. That yeah. was good. Yeah, I got really woo woo, um, which I have okay. no problem doing woo woo. No, me uh, neither. I bring on woo. It was really eye opening because she knew me and had known me for so long, almost like a extended family member, and she again we got to the root cause of a lot of my issues, and it was not always what I wanted to hear. Um, mm. And a lot of it was like in my face, but it was the reality of what I was dealing with. Um, so that was kind of hard. Um, but I will say that was that was a good experience from that. But I also went and did body work. Um, you know, anyone I could find that would lay their hands on me basically <laughs> to do something, whether it was woo-woo or not, but to just again, I was trying, I was like, maybe someone can touch me and just like shoot some things into me, some good vibes or something like it's going to help. Now, when you say body work, do you mean like Reiki, massage, energy work? Body you name work? It. Yeah. Acupuncture, Reiki, massage. Uh, what else? Um, and I, all different types of massage. Um, mm-hmm. I did different types of workouts and exercises and uh, really tuned into like yoga and meditating, which was something I never had the patience for before then. Um, I reached out to nutritionist, quote unquote, <laughs> that some were a bunch of baloney and some kind of knew what they were talking about, but they were, again, that was kind of a new thing. Like this whole, you know, looking at your whole lifestyle to figure out what's going on with you. Um and there were some weird things that I tried. Um, I'm trying to think right off the top of my head what some of them Did were. Did all of those things bring success to you? Not all of them. I would say bits and pieces from different things and things that really resonated with me that I could use. I, I pulled into kind of my like tool belt and I was like, okay, this works for me. This person recommended this. That's not working for me. But But these things work. And by picking and choosing, I kind of compiled my own ball of wealth and information. 
You know, uh, I found that when I was struggling with um, the bulging disc and the herniated disc and the back that just was never happy for a decade, um, I did I did the woo. Like if you told mm-hmm. me to do, you know, 40 reps of woo in a week, I'd do it. <laughs> and I had the cash and the time to do it, which was, you know, a privilege in itself. Yeah. Over. Um, um, but anyway, there were things that brought me comfort and helped me manage my disease, my diseased back, you know, my, my right. vertebrae. And there were other things that actually created healing mm-hmm. is what I, is what I discovered. And I, and I wondered if that was your experience as well. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me was as with most women, um, we're human and we tend to go, 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 go until we hit a wall. And I had been so used to that momentum for so long that I really needed to slow down and let my body heal and do what it needed to do. And that was such a foreign concept for me. Mm -hmm. So even though I was looking at all these different avenues of, okay, what's going to fix me, nothing was really going to work until I took the time to slow down and really change my mindset and how I had been doing things because it wasn't working anymore, clearly. How did you figure that out? (laughs) Um, a lot of trial and error. A yeah, lot I did, of trial like, and error. You, you talking to a Southern woman, you know, you got to be able to uh, get some work done. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And uh, there's no sitting down. My mama still, she turned 80 this year. And anytime I'm doing anything in the kitchen, she slumps. That's She immediately like she slumps. I know, the, I know the stance. Yeah. Yeah. The slump. And then she says, yeah. well, I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're not supposed to be doing anything, right, lady. Sit down. You know, sit down. But, um, <laughs> I, I, I remember distinctly when I discovered that I needed to rest, that that was my job. So mm-hmm. I'm, I was just curious. How did you come upon like, no, you need to stop? Well, I think the the main piece of the puzzle was part of my um, health issue was very physical. And so for probably the first kind of month or two that I was dealing with that, I really, really had to, I had no choice but to like lay on the couch most of the day Mm -hmm. um, because there was a lot going on with my body. And so I just could not physically get up and do the things that I was used to doing. And that's really hard, especially when you tell someone you have to sit still and you have to lay down and you can't get up and you can't do this. I call that God. Uh huh. That's a a really big wake up call. Yeah. Uh huh. God, whoever. Yeah. It's a big wake up call of universe smacking you around. Yeah. I'm not in control. My body is clearly telling me to lay here. I don't like it. I don't want to do it. And like you were saying earlier, not that it was easy or not that it was, I was like, oh, great. I'm on this wonderful health journey and it's going to be rainbows and unicorns. It sucked a lot of the time. Like, I couldn't go out to eat because I changed my whole diet. Um, We didn't travel forever. My poor husband threw a fit because I just like dumped everything that was in the pantry. I was like, can't eat this anymore. So I had this whole lifestyle change where I couldn't go and do the things that I was used to doing. Mm -hmm. And that's really stinky. Um, So I was angry and frustrated and pissed off. And um, it was not easy. No, that's hard. That's, um, that is, uh, when we're in survival. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Survival. It's It's very hard. 
And I don't think people realize that until they've gone through something like that. And it used to aggravate me so much. I had a corporate job that I was in when all this was going on. And that was another level of um, hardness. And (laughs) that was just really tricky to do. Um, But because I had changed so much and then I was going back in the office, I was, you know, my diet was very strict and things I did was normal things I was doing was very strict. And people said, oh, you're so good. You eat so well. Mm. You're so good. You're not having the, you know, community birthday cake. Oh, look at you. Oh, I wish I could be like you. You're so skinny. Oh, you're, you're so good. And I heard that so much. And I wanted to say, if you only knew what I have been through, I don't have a choice. Like this, it's either die or this basically, like if you want to be blunt about it. Um, I just think it's amazing how how quickly we collapse what we eat mm-hmm. and our morality or worth. Oh, absolutely! I, I think it's such bullshit, mm-hmm. and I I uh, hear that from my people all the time. Is yeah. we really have collapsed? I'm good with mm-hmm. I didn't eat birthday cake. Like, yeah. how does that even make sense? <laughs> right. I can pretty sure God right. is like not. <laughs> not on the on the checklist. Oh, like she ate birthday cake today. Nope, she's got to go. <laughs> that one time in 1979, she had the food line birthday cake with the red 40 dye in with it. The extra, with the extra off. icing on the side. Yeah. Um, she got a corner piece. She got the corner piece. <laughs> the corner piece with all the extra icing. That's true. <laughs> she got a flower. Oh she got a flower with all the extra icing. Oh, that's um, it. Going straight yeah, to hell. Yeah, purgatory. That's right. But, and I do... I do hate that. Like you said, it's again, as women, I think we're pre-programmed to when we eat something bad or we eat something good, we have all this self-doubt and self-criticism about Mm. that you did something wrong or you did something bad and you didn't do anything bad or good. It's But it's been pre-programmed into us. So we just have all this negative self-talk about, oh, well, I had that birthday cake. Oh. Well, I may as well go ahead and have two glasses of wine because I'm just already on the downward spiral. But oh, that is me. I'm like, well, I had one Oreo. May as <laughs> you well. May as well. <laughs> um, but it it doesn't need to be like that. And I really like I work with my clients on trying to reframe that instead of saying, you know, I feel bad that I ate this or I ate something bad. Instead, just saying, how did you feel when you ate that? Like, how did you feel in your body when you ate that? So we really work on reframing that um, and trying to make it more of a positive experience. Um, um, okay, so so that's great. That's takes us, I think, to a really super spot for you to explain to us what the heck is a nutritional therapist practitioner? Because I've looked at the web page, and that's an intensive program of study, and I'd love to share that with people out there. Um, and if you don't mind, I also want to know, um, okay, well, no, I'm going to ask you that later. Never mind. Oh, okay. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> I'm the heck is a nutritional therapist practitioner. And how okay. Um, my first answer to that usually is I am not a dietitian. So let's just clear that up right now. Not a dietitian. I don't work with the food pyramid. Nope, nope, nope. Um, so nutritional therapist practitioner is basically, a coach for lack of better terms and someone that is going to walk with you kind of hand in hand. I like my clients to be resourceful, but together we are going to be on a journey working together to help you get to the root cause of whatever health issues you're dealing with. And instead of 
looking at one specific part of your life, like what you're eating, we look at numerous uh, nutritional foundations, as we call, call them. And that's what nutritional therapy is based on. It's these six foundations of nutrition to figure out how to get the body, the body back in balance. Because whenever there's foundations, uh, I was going to try to rattle them off my head from memory. I'm being tested on the spot. So uh, I have to count on my fingers. So one is a nutrient dense diet because that's key. Um, Number two is, and in no particular order, number two is, um, I am really being put on the spot here. (laughs) You are. Uh, Hydration. Uh, Then there's minerals. Then there's fatty acids. There is, I'm missing one, two more. Um, You have to say vitamins. Uh, Minerals and vitamins go together. Yes. Nutrient insight, hydration, uh, blood sugar balance, fatty acids, I already said. I think that's it. One, two, three, four, five, six. I may be missing one, but you get the gist of it. Okay. Yeah, no, that's great. Because when you said uh, foundational and six, I'm thinking from the health coaching perspective, like sleep and personal professional development. And so this is great. So this is- Well, like, we do look at all that, that stuff. Super, we, yeah, we, that we also look at that. nutritionally stuff. Yeah, okay. because the whole goal is to get your body, big word here, in homeostasis, which basically is just a fancy word to get your body back in balance. So the body is constantly trying to be in a state of homeostasis and it's usually not. So we have to correct that by balancing all those foundations. And we also tie in lifestyle. Are you sleeping? How stressed are you? Um, You know, are you sitting all day at a desk? What's your movement like? Are you exercising? Are you getting out and getting in fresh air? Um, are you grounding yourself with the environment? Are you walking on the ground? There's a lot of positive impacts from that. So we look at all these things to dive in and see what's really, really going on. And nutritional therapy is about a bio-individual approach. So if there's five women in front of me, I'm not going to look at all of them and say, okay, you're all going to do the same thing for three months. Go out into the world, have fun, (laughs) come back and let me know. No, everybody is different. Our chemical makeup is different. Our genes are different. And nutritional therapy looks at each person and really fine tunes what that person specifically needs. So no two people are ever going to have the exact same protocol or experience because they're not the same people. And so how do you determine what they need? Lots of different ways. Um, But basically, there's a lot of intake paperwork we do at first. I go over a lot of health history um, because, again, I really want to find out what has your life been like so far. Um, Some people don't even realize this, but one of the questions I ask is, how did you eat as a child? You know, a lot of people say I grew up on TV dinners or microwave popcorn. (laughs) You name it. I've seen it. Cheerios Cheerios. and chocolate chip pancakes. Okay. (laughs) But that really sets the stage for your health as a um, preteen, teenager, adult, and how you're going to kind of carry through the rest of your life because it's setting up your gut microbiome, so your gut health. So if you were raised on a bunch of processed food and not home-cooked meals, that's really going to set the stage for how your health is later on in life because your gut health has already been super compromised. Um, we also ask a lot about health history as far as 
you know, were you breastfed as a baby? Because that plays a huge role in understanding your gut health. Did you get those good uh, microbiome bacteria passed over from your mom to you as a baby? Or were you a C-section baby? That plays a, those are two different things that play a huge part of, again, your gut health and how you're going to go through life. Um, So we do extensive intake paperwork. But that's like probably any doctor you go to really, like you have to you have to dive in to find those answers. You can't just walk I don't in. Know. And say, Not many people ask me right now, was I breastfed? I mean, <laughs> 50, nobody has asked well, me. I don't that usually in a ask while. that, but I've just meant this sheer amount of paperwork. Usually you have a good amount of intake paperwork. Yeah, um, it's so pertinent though. And especially yeah. with like nowadays, I think uh, probably, I don't know, it hasn't been 10 years, but it's probably been seven years since I actually bought colostrum, you know? And um, you want to talk about colostrum becoming mainstream as a uh-huh. as a nutrient, it really has, you it know, really a boosting supplement, mm-hmm. and that is your breast milk. You know, mm-hmm. that I mean, that's your first little part of breast milk. So it is important. It's super, uh, super to important. Ask. I, I'm sure that makes an impact yeah. on people's, you know, gut health yeah. when they come to you. So we do a lot of intake paperwork that includes a food and mood journal, and bless some of my clients. I had one lady that wanted to fill out seven days of a food mood journal. And I said, please, no, <laughs> I don't want to read seven days of every single meal and snack you ate. No, thank you. <laughs> um, so I really only do three days, sometimes four days. And I like to see maybe what they're eating during the week and then on the weekend, because sometimes we eat very differently on the weekend than we do during the week. Mm. And I have found that doing that food mood journal can sometimes be a trigger for women in particular because they think I'm going to judge what they're eating, but I'm not because if you're not honest in the food mood journal, then I can't help you. I don't, if you say you eat great all the time, well, that's great. Then we have no issues. (laughs) But if you show me you had some Taco Bell and you maybe had three glasses of wine, then that's real life. And I can work with that and we can really find out what's going on. But with that food and mood journal, Um, we all always laugh about this. We talk a lot about poop in my practice because when you're filling out what you're eating and how you're feeling when you eat, then we also need to look at if you're pooping and what type of poop you have because that also shows what's really going on with your health. Um, So that's kind of the bulk of the information that we do up front. And then I do do some testing as well. And it's... um, hair tissue mineral analysis. It's called HTMA and it's super easy. It's painless. You just take a couple samples of your hair and you cut it, cut it off just a little bit and you send it in the mail and it comes back in a couple weeks to me. And then we analyze it. And that hair test can show you 10 times more what's going on in your body versus a blood test. It's fascinating. I thought that was fascinating when you, when you were saying that the other night at dinner. Yeah, I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's like CSI, but it for, really um, is, <laughs> but for health." <laughs> and you can see it tells you so many things, but some of the main things are how are you metabolizing your food? Um, that plays a, a key role in your health. How are you handling stress? What are your adrenals doing? Um, what is your thyroid doing? What is your blood sugar doing? What is your overall energy level like? And Usually when I go through all that intake paperwork paperwork with my clients, 
we have a pretty good idea of what's going on, but that test is always great to kind of put a bow on it at the end and really show them in black and white. Oh yeah, this is what's going on. Okay. There it is in black and white. Um, it's absolutely fascinating. So that's kind of what we do initially to really get them started to start diving in and finding out what's going on with their health. And then that's how you decide what kind of plan to give. Mm-hmm. And you give them a plan. You make a plan with them. We do a plan. Um, but again, I'm very careful with how I approach that with them because it's not me being this dictatorship of saying, okay, now you're going to do this, 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 and this, and then report back to me at the end of the week. Because that doesn't help anybody. It's a two-way street where I'm saying, okay, these are kind of the things I think you need to work on with my professional background and experience. But I want to hear from you. What do you think you need to work on after we've talked about this? And usually, if I can just shut up and let them talk, (laughs) Mm -hmm. the things that they bring to the table are sometimes things I didn't even think about. And it's a collaboration between the both of us to see what's going to work best for them. And then they're more invested in it because it's not me just sitting here saying, well, I think you need to do this. Well, that doesn't really help them. They need to be motivated to do it themselves. And by doing that, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. I've I've found the same, the same thing that uh, that client sitting across the table from me knows exactly what they need to do. Mm -hmm. They just don't know that they know it yet. And if I shut up, and um, sit with and keep encouraging, they're going to come up with it. And it's going to be something I would have never have guessed. With one client, we actually, the first action we ever took was adding in five different colors on her plate. Wow. That's fascinating. Right? Yeah. She loved colors. She was um, worked in photography and um, had a real creative eye. And the first action she took was to add five colors into her plate to see if she could have um, at least one meal a day with five colors on it. Oh, I love that. Right? Yeah. I usually ask too, when we're kind of going over the intake work, like what are your favorite foods and what foods do you not like? Because that gets them excited as well. Like, oh, I love berries and I love broccoli, but I don't like green beans. So, you know, we do, we don't really do meal planning, but we do like recipes and we talk about making sure their meals are balanced and macronutrients and not being afraid of carbs because we need carbs, especially as women. And so if there's foods that they really like and gravitate towards, then I want them to get excited about that and keep those in. We never want to take things away. We always are looking at ways we can swap things out Mm. so that they're not feeling so deprived. Yeah. You know, can I tell you a funny story real quick? I'd love to hear it. <laughs> so I told you the other night when when we met that um, I was doing a like a 30 day sort of nutritional shift for me. And um, I was doing a couple shakes a day and a meal and it was the weekend and I had not had my normal weekend cheat meal. OK, because normally during the week I eat pretty you know, relatively well. Right. And then, you know, I even have a, uh, out to eat breakfast because I do love, I'm a huge breakfast eater. Right. So I'll have a dinner out and a breakfast out on the weekends. Well, I hadn't done either of those and it got to be Sunday afternoon and I was such a victim. (laughs) I mean, I had imprisoned myself and I was (laughs) the, the fight 
between 50 year old Amy and 14 year old Amy was, it was, oh yeah, it was on. And I was like, Amy, you coach people around this all the time. Go eat the meal you want to have. Exactly. For the love of Pete, unshackle yourself from this bullshit that you think you need. Live a little. Live. Oh, so I did. I tore it up. It was so delicious. And And what did you um, eat? I went to, well, one of my favorite places in town and got the chips and salsa and I got a couple mahi tacos. And and I will say this, and I find that this happens in my clients. I'm sure you can echo this. Just being free to say, I'm going to go eat because that's fun and I want to do that. And it's not going to kill me, right? Right. Um, Just giving myself that freedom. I also made choices that were slightly different than the choices I usually make. Mm. Like I got the grilled fish taco with lettuce. Now, uh, I don't know how many of the listeners know. And I do think I shared with you, Molly, that I have a texture thing. So I'm not a fruits and vegetables kind of girl. (laughs) Yes. So I got lettuce on it. And like a pineapple citrusy salsa that had tomatoes in it. Whoa. So I really, um, I really made a different choice. Usually I get the one that's a breaded piece of fish with cheese and some ranch. <laughs> that's delicious. <laughs> right? I would want that. <laughs> I know. On a Sunday afternoon. On a like Sunday afternoon. Go in all the way. So, yeah. It was really, it was really kind of a cool, um, a lot of times when I'm coaching people, I do great coaching, but I don't apply it to my own life. And there I was applying it to my own life. Okay. You are clearly a victim to a decision you made. (laughs) So please release yourself. Stop being a martyr about it. Yes. Go get your, yeah. Go have some freedom. Right. And make some great choices and, you know, and then you don't have to spend the, again, I didn't have to spend that night having wine. Yeah. When you really wanted something else. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I talk about that a lot with my clients too, is it's that 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, no one can be 100% perfect. It's just impossible. You can try all you want, but give yourself some grace and 80% of the time, try to do as best as you can. And then leave room for that 20% when you want those tacos or you want the glass of wine or you want Mm. the cookie. And then we also talk about not depriving yourself of that. If you're throwing a fit because 14 year old you is like, I want a cookie. That's all I want right now. I just want a cookie. Then have the damn cookie. Because if you don't, you're going to be sitting there for the rest of the night eating everything else or doing everything else. But what you really wanted to do. So just do it. Enjoy it and savor it. Smell it, feel it, you know, all the things Let all the senses be involved and then move on. Because then you don't have anything to worry about. You ate it. You got what you wanted. Do better tomorrow. Um, And I think explaining that, people are like, oh, okay. So I've got some leeway. I've got some wiggle room. I think that's super important. Because, again, as women, we're told you got to be so strict and you got to follow these rules. And that's impossible to do sometimes. So, Well, and the, the second thing you said when you described what you do and why you do it is you empower people. Mm-hmm. And being a victim to anything is not very empowering. No, it's no fun. Right. So, um, t- so, t- so talk to me about empowering people. Absolutely. So I really, like I was saying, when I walk, when I kind of walk the road with my clients hand in hand, 
and it's a two-way street. You know, we're helping, I'm helping them, I'm guiding them, we're figuring it out together. But I also, there's a fine line where I step back and I really want them to be resourceful because like you said, they know what to do. We just need to kind of tune in and figure it out. So I'm here kind of coaching, corralling them around, pointing them in the right direction. But I really try to leave room and that space for them to come up with the ideas, the aha moments themselves. And then when they do it, I'm really gracious about saying, do you hear what you just said? Like you just said that. Mm -hmm. I didn't say that. You did that. I just had a a client call the other night and I, I repeated back to her what she said. And she said, oh my, I said that. That came from me. And I said, give yourself a pat on the back. Like you did that. I wasn't there with you. You did it all by yourself. Like you get a gold star. Good job. So that in itself is very empowering again as women because you did it by yourself. Mm. Like that's way to go. Huge pat on the back. Um, And once they have that confidence, then you're going to do more things like that because you know you can already do it. So when that's repeated over and over again, it just continues to boost that confidence and, and that empowerment. And also what I find is that when these women are tapping into that, they're sharing it with their friends, their family. Mm. Oh, I was telling my girlfriend about this. I was telling her that I did this. Oh, interesting, really. So now you're spreading the word, so to speak, and your girlfriend knows about it. She's probably telling people about it. She's going to want to try something. And it just, in a good way, it, it kind of is like wildfire and it keeps going and going. And that's what I always tell my clients when we're done and we're wrapped up is, Go tell someone else about this. Go educate someone, like pay it forward because Hmm. more of this needs to be done and information needs to get out there. And again, you're educating, you're empowering, keep it going. Like, let's just keep the ball rolling. You got to keep it moving. And I think that in itself is really like, it gives me goosebumps. I'm such a goober, (laughs) but I find that super empowering. Um, I had a client who I've been working with. She is local and um, I had gone over to her house one day to help her with some things in her pantry and she walked me outside and she embraced me in a hug and started to cry. And it totally took, like I get choked up talking about it, but it took me off guard because she said, you've helped me like save my life basically. She said, I tried everything. I've been miserable for seven years. My kids don't know me other than being sick and you've changed everything. And I said, you did it all. I'm only, I've only been here to help you. You did this. It was you. Thank you, but you did it. Yeah. (laughs) Let's really put the focus on you. And the fact that she, like, I got in my car and I was just crying. I was like, oh, this is why Mm. I do what I do. Um, (laughs) Because just to see that raw emotion and to know that she was moved by it, that was, I mean, I was on a a natural high for like a week and a half. I was like, this is just the best thing ever. Um, But she did it herself. She became empowered. Mm. Um, And I just, I absolutely love that. (laughs) Yeah. There's nothing like it. That's Mm -mm. a great feeling. That'll keep you doing what you're doing. So tell me what kinds of issues do people come to you with? That's a good question. Um, Because I'm finding the more I do this is, and I'm almost about a year into it, but I'm finding that usually what people put on their intake paperwork, 
paperwork and I always ask, you know, like, like, what are your top three health concerns? If I gave you a magic wand and you could wave it and your top health, health concerns go away, what would it be? Um, usually the things they put on the paperwork is not what's really going on. Because Girl, we just, preach it every time. <laughs> and it blows every my mind time. every time. And that is why we do the paperwork. But then we have a 90-minute face-to-face call. And every time, I mean, I can every like time. watch the clock. Here it comes. And the real things start to surface. And I'm like, bingo, here we go. So yep. women will come to me and say, well, I have – I'm trying to rattle off some things that I've seen. Um, I have – you know, trouble sleeping through the night. Um, I get up in the middle of the night to go pee. I have hair that's falling. Like I'm losing hair. Um, I don't think I'm eating enough. I'm hungry all the time. Okay. Those are just kind of like some broad things. But when we really start diving in and again, looking at what's really going on with them, they're not digesting right. They're not getting enough protein. They're not, um, their blood sugar is off. And kind of by tying all those pieces in, then we really see what's going on by running the test. I see, oh, well, their adrenals are maxed out. Their hormones are out of whack. Their thyroid is underactive. So I've really kind of niched it down, if you want to say so, um, because all the women that come to me, no matter what those surface issues are, they are all dealing with some sort of adrenal exhaustion or fatigue, Mm -hmm. uh, numerous hormone issues, um, Anything from, you know, crazy periods to premenopausal to fertility issues to menopausal issues. I mean, you name it. Um, But we're really starting to see a pattern of the adrenal dysfunction, the thyroid issues, the hormone issues, the blood sugar being off, uh, not digesting food properly. Those are kind of the key things that I see. And when we start to address those things, all those other surface symptoms, so to speak, go away because we've addressed the foundations. Yeah. You know, um, I wondered, so last year was one of the hardest years of my life. I went through a really deep grief and, and sort of some, uh, really emotional times. And I had more hot flashes at night than I ever had. And so I was 49. Now I'm 50. My periods really haven't changed that much from year to year, year to year from that year to this year, but those hot flashes really changed. And I don't think that it was menopausal. I think Mm-mm. that it was it's usually related. not. Yeah, yeah. It's usually not. It's usually more not to get really technical and dive in, but it's usually, um, go ahead, girlfriend. Sure. It's usually, I mean, we can, I can dump down a cath lab <laughs> to a kindergartner. Okay. I'm really good at that. I Bring usually it. watch, I can see people's eyes glaze, glaze over and then I'm like, oh, I got to dial it back and I got to go really elementary because um, I could really geek out. But usually, yeah, if you're having the hot flashes at night, it's more a liver imbalance. Your liver can't mm-hmm. detoxify properly. You're having blood sugar issues. Your adrenals are maxed out. All three of those things go hand. Well, you can't see, but I was just saying all three go hand in hand. Oh. Um, so people come to me like I had a client. She's what, early 40s. And she was like, I think I'm in menopause. <laughs> I don't think so, but let's see what's going on. Like, hang tight. And she was having like night sweats and hot flashes. And I said, no, 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 no. That's, again, you've got some issues with your liver detoxifying. We did the HTMA testing. She has some thyroid issues. Um, And we were able to write all that by focusing on the foundations. But it's just fascinating to me to see how many women are dealing with these issues that they think are normal 
And when they mm-hmm. go to the doctor, the doctor says, you're fine. You're normal. Very much like what I was dealing with. But as women, we have that innate intuitive nature where we know something's not right with me. I don't know what it is. They're telling me I'm fine, but something's wrong. And so I get women coming to me who are fed up and frustrated from going to numerous doctors and being told, you're fine. You're okay. It's just menopause or it's just premenopause or it's just the way you are. And they're like, no, I want to know what's going on. And so they come to me and we dive in and we find out those answers and they're not okay and they're not normal. There are things that are out of whack, but we can fix that and correct it. And again, that kind of goes back to the empowerment. Once we figure that out and they, they're like, oh, I wasn't crazy. There was something <laughs> off with me. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you knew it. Yeah. You knew it. You tuned in like on some level you knew. But these – and I'm not knocking doctors, but they just aren't trained to look at all those things and they just don't know. And – so they think when you well, come in. Well, I think in, that could be a whole podcast. That's a whole other like, podcast, uh, yeah. Not, not, not even just um, like the training of healthcare practitioners. Yes. Um, but our healthcare system and what it's designed to, mm-hmm. to function as and what uh, our healthcare clients expect from our healthcare. Like right. It's, it's a whole, yeah, that's a whole ball of wax. It's right. like, it, it, it's not even, um, it's apples and oranges. Mm-hmm. What I was going to say is I... Um, I think that societally too, we are not, um, we are not trained to tune in to our bodies. No, we are no. trained um, to. I mean, when I was little, now I think COVID has changed some things. But when I was little, if you weren't, you know, okay that day, and you were like in high school, it was like, we'll take some Sudafed and go. Right. We'll see you at three. You know, right? <laughs> yeah. Too damn bad. Pop a couple yeah. Advil. Yeah. And um, I think from then on out, you know, we're just sort of trained, A, to push through stuff mm-hmm. just because, you know, we're supposed to be like strong and, you know, you know, but then you you also have just the, the pace of the American lifestyle. Yeah, I was You're just not telling. encouraged to slow down and like check in, double, double check in with your body. Right. Like, how your body feeling? Put a hand on your heart and a hand on your belly is what I say and like breathe and check in. And I was just having this conversation with another lady the other day. Um, I don't know what brought it on, but I said, do you realize that um, we were talking about corporate America? And I said, do you realize that that corporate schedule, like eight to five, nine to five, that's an outdated uh, Mm. schedule based on how men worked in the 1950s. And men's, we were talking about like um, circadian rhythms and our cycles and our clocks like our internal body clocks and how men and women are so different. So that whole kind of schedule was created for men that were, you know, the men on Madison Avenue, they were like going to the ad offices and they were coming into work and they are wired to like hit the ground running in the morning. And then in the afternoon, you know, at five o'clock would hit and they would go have drinks and all that is set up for them and kind of their internal body clock. But for women, that doesn't work for us especially when we are, you know, we are still having our periods and we have the cyclical cycle. We need a different day and a different uh, setup for ourselves that is more in tune with our body so that we're not trying to fit into this mold of, well, that's just how it's been done and you got to push through it and go, go, go. That doesn't work for us. So that's when you start to see some of these 
uh, concerns and symptoms come up too, is that we're trying to be that square peg in the round hole and our bodies Mm. are like, that's not what we're meant for. Like we're women. We have to embrace this. We need to slow down and rest. And society just pushes us and pushes us to be something that's the total opposite of that. And our bodies are like, um, hello, <laughs> I know, <laughs> we, can't, right? we can't do this anymore. And it's a whole retraining and reprogramming of, no, you got to scale it back and slow down and support your body. Um, and that's, you know, really and I'll tell hard. you what too, uh, it's not just women. I don't think men are no. from, from my male clients. <laughs> They don't know. Yeah. They're, they're, it's not. It's not uh, meant for them either. The go, no. go, go. The push, push, push. The mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's it's not serving, not serving right. us well. But no, not at all. But that, yeah. Again, yeah. So so tell me, if someone wanted to wor- work with a nutritional therapist practitioner, um, how would they go about finding one? Is there a database? Is there? I think there just- is a database. You could probably start with Google, our, our friend Google. Um, a great research. And, and like with health coaches, anybody can just throw up a shingle that says health coach. Okay. Yes. So can anybody just throw up a shingle that says nutritional therapist practitioner? They Tell need to have, like that. yeah, they, that's a good question. They need to have some sort of accreditation behind them. So like my credentials are NTP, um, nutritional therapist therapist practitioner, um, a great resource would be the program that I went through, which is the Nutritional Therapy Association. Um, They have a database on their website so that you know when you go there and you search anyone that pops up, you'll get a whole uh, database throughout the whole country. And there may be some in like Canada. I don't know about Europe, but I think it's Canada and the U.S., But wherever you are, you can pop in your information and see, okay, hey, there's someone near me. Great. Um, A lot of us, though, are virtual. So you could be in California and say, well, I don't know. I think I might like the way her name sounds. I I think I might want to work with her. And I could be all the way over here in North Carolina. So that's a great place to start. Um, But you do want to make sure someone has some sort of credential behind their name. So NTP or FNTP, which is a functional nutritional therapist practitioner. Um, that just means they can touch you. <laughs> mm-hmm. They can like muscle test or mm-hmm. uh, check your reflexes. Um, that's really all that means. It's just the function. Now, is there a certifying body at all for y'all? There is. Like a national certifying body? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of the abbreviation. I'm blanking on it right now. Oh, um, it doesn't matter. We can throw it in the show notes. Acronym, but yeah, there is a national um, kind of umbrella. And then there's always, you know, there's always more certifi- certifications we can get and different levels we can take. And um, I'm someone that always loves to learn. So I'm always looking mm-hmm. at other ways that I can not necessarily add those letters onto the end of my name. But I, I want to keep learning and evolving because there's so much information coming out constantly. There is. There is. Actually, I was thinking about it today and I was like, wow, remember when it was 1980 and we just knew as a country that if we um, all went low fat, that coronary artery disease wouldn't exist. Oh, no. The whole low fat It's 2023. It's still the number one killer. It's still. You know, like, Mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, the things that we know then become the things that we 
thought we knew, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I do think that's one reason why working with a practitioner who's going to treat you on an individual basis is so incredibly helpful um, and, and needed because you really don't know. And I will you know, say this just to add in there, because I always say this with a word of caution, social media is great. There's a lot of really cool things on there, but I see so many clients coming to me or people that know me reaching out to me and saying, Hey, I saw this on TikTok. Hey, I saw this on Instagram. Well, I saw this girl do this thing where she put like, you know, bugs in a jar and she drank it. Some (laughs) off the wall thing. And people are really trying to self-diagnose and DIY, DIY, yes, right. DIY their health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just want to say, please don't do that because you have no idea really and truly, you don't have the foundations. You don't have the knowledge. Please go. If it's not me, go find somebody else, but find someone that knows what they're doing and they're certified. Don't rely on TikTok and Instagram to manage your health symptoms or diagnose yourself. It's just not going to work. You're going to cause more problems than there need to be. Mm. Um, Go find someone that knows what they're talking about, please. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Please. Request, last, last request from Last request from Molly. <laughs> okay, so um, let's try to wrap this up here. Okay. Little, but I want to ask you if you can give me three things. Oh, boy. That if our listeners are like, yeah, I listen to Molly and I started doing this and it's great. Three things that pretty much everybody can do to address their nutrition right now. Uh, Number one would be to sit down when you eat. Hmm. Don't eat in the car. Don't eat standing up. Don't eat while you're scrolling through your phone. Uh, We talk a lot about mindful eating in my practice. So sit down, say a blessing, say some gratitude for the food on your plate, but sit down and chew your food. That in itself is the hardest and easiest thing for people to understand. So that would be number one. Uh, number two, find more joy in your life. Mm. Stop making Great life so hard. Um, and that's been a hard one for me too. I mean, been there, done that. But stop making life so hard. Find time to have the joy to do something that makes you happy because then your health is going to benefit from that. Um, and number three, oh gracious, mm. let me think of number three. The t- first You've been on the easy. spot a lot during this I know. Time. Aren't you glad you said you'd do it? What? <laughs> Um, well, now I'm good. The first one is done. So I'm good. I can come back any other time. Um, the third thing would be, um, to just really pay attention to, um, the things that you turn to if you've had a bad day, um, Mm. like the self-soothing things, you know, I hear so many people say, I can't get up in the morning until I have a cup of coffee. Okay. Well, that's a problem. Um, you, you should be waking up and not relying on coffee. Um, or if you're having a, an energy slump in the middle of the afternoon and you're having to grab coffee or chocolate, some sort of stimulant to get you up and going, what's really going on? There's something going on there. You should not be relying on those things. Um, again, that's the society thing. We go, 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 and we're burnt out. And then we rely on all these um, chemical additives and stimulants to get us going. So I see so many people rely on those things and I would just say pull back and kind of focus on maybe why are you grabbing for those things or why are you grabbing for that glass or two of wine? I'm not knocking having a glass of wine. I love wine, but 
when it becomes a habit over and over again and you see yourself grabbing those things, kind of figure out what's going on. What's really going on? Why do I keep doing these things? No judgment. I'm just saying, again, it's learning to tune into yourself. Why do I keep grabbing those things? Why do I feel the need to have this? Hmm, what if I didn't have that? What would happen? How would I feel? Um, so I guess those are my three things. <laughs> I is love that, that. No, that's that so helpful. Okay. I'm just sitting here spellbound. I didn't even have anything to say. Oh, <laughs> I guess that's I good. love it. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So if you guys have enjoyed this as much as I have, you can always reach out to Molly. Molly, can you give us real quick your contact information or where you want people to go if they want sure. to learn more um, about you? Yeah, I do have a website. It is uh, www.goodforyoufood.com. Net. Yeah, sorry, I have to close my eyes. I'm a visual person, so I see it when I close my eyes. You see it. Um, I see it. I got to say it when I see Goodforyou.net. it. Goodforyou.net. Yes. Okay. Net. And then Net. Okay. I am on Instagram, and my handle is goodforyoufd. So it's an abbreviated form of food. And then you can always email me, which is um, – what is my email? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I think it's – it's good for you, fd at gmail.com. I should have prepped all this. I'm sorry. At gmail? Is that what at you said? gmail.com, yes. Good for you, fd at gmail.com. No, it's yeah. perfect. We're going to put it in the show notes anywhere for the okay. visual learners. Look, can, can I but write it? somebody's it buzzing down okay. the road. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Well, Molly, thank you so much. You thank know you. so much stuff. Like, I'm blown away. And, thank um, you. Trial and error, and I love like it. I said. Right? Yeah, yeah. You just got to try some stuff out and see what happens. Yeah. All right. Well, Absolutely. thanks so much. And guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Hit Molly up for more information and we will see you on the flip side. Keep being healthy AF. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy AF podcast. I hope that it has helped you create a new possibility for your health and sets you into action to go get it. If you want more information or if you want to connect with me, visit my website at myhealthylife.coach. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button so that each new Healthy AF episode will be sent directly to you. Let's take you from where you are to where you want to go. You've been listening to The Mesh an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.